Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. This episode of Flyover Ministry is brought to you by Fly Beyond. Fly Beyond is a national youth equipping conference from AFLC Youth Ministries. This year's event is on July 17th through the 21st at the Association Retreat Center in Wisconsin. Fly Beyond will focus on the theme upward through apologetics, spiritual gifts, and being active in the local congregation in order to train maturing teen disciples of Jesus. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. We're at the end of the month talking about involving students in the life of uh, the church and ministry. And I hope that you've had some good discussions, uh, maybe with people in your church, uh, maybe with your pastor, maybe your spouse if you're married, or a significant other, or whatever. But we hope that you're at least discussing this uh, and thinking about and chewing on this with us, not actually literally. That'd be weird. But, um, you know, as we're thinking about how to involve our students in the life of the church. We want to be able to walk through this with you and be able to be a resource or a tool in your tool belt for this. So Jordan, I've been encouraged as we've been going through this to see like, it's such a big task to consider and it can be frustrating, but I've been realizing like we have, uh, I think we're on a lot better ground than I might've realized um, as we've been talking about this in things that we should pursue and things that we should do. And I think it's really easy to be frustrated and to just kind of be daunted by the task. But uh, a lot of times we're a lot more critical of where we're at than we should be. So I, I've been encouraged as far as our ministry goes. I don't know about you, but sure. <laughs> sure. Why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> well, hopeful. we're going to get into this because you gave quite a teaser last episode about involving parents in the process and uh, maybe you've been waiting for this uh, just looking at your podcast feed to see when this episode is getting published and here it is so uh, we're going to talk about involving and equipping not just students but parents here to be involved and to be a part of the process of what we've been talking about all month so Jordan where do you start with the parents yeah Um, that's like well, first of all, starting with understanding why parents are so important. And there, there I, we go. <laughs> I think for all of us, we we would recognize like just by sheer amount of time, um, the parents of the kids they're going to have the bigger influence. The research shows mm. it, right? The the kids are most likely going to leave their home um, mirroring the faith that their parents display. Um, so we we just recognize, and according to God's word too, parents are are the key role in discipling their kids. And, and that's important. So we cannot have this process uh, of releasing and sending students without parental buy-in, or it's not going to be super successful because the kids are going to pick up on, on what dreams their parents have for them, right? What the expectations are. And oftentimes uh, by actions, by what we celebrate, by what we acknowledge, um, maybe even inadvertently, parents end up kind of perpetuating the, the dream of... Um, kind of the American dream, right? Like 
just thinking of all the interactions with parents and students of like, why do I have to go to school? Um, what, what do we first hear? Like, well, you need to get a good education. Why do we need to get a good, good, good education? And it's because then you can have a good job or get a good college degree or whatever. And we just follow this chain, right? Um, but what happens when a parent says, well, we want to get a good education so that you're ready for whatever God calls you to do? Right? What if we make that shift and that shift is present in home? Then it becomes a whole different uh, reality for our students. Mm-hmm. And so we recognize parents, huge part of the process. And as we understand why parents are so important, um, fulfilling their God-given role, one of the first questions that we have to ask ourselves is, where are our parents at? So, Dan, yeah. I am going to take <laughs> the opportunity to ask a question. If you had to go back in history to say, mm-hmm. like, this is a similar time of where parents were specifically dealing with faith and their kids and their homes and their biblical literacy rate and everything like that, where would you point to? Throughout the course of history? Yes. <laughs> I know, I'm giving you a lot of options. Oh, man. Well, 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. So, But we're not looking for that kind of thing. Uh, we, I think, I mean, what comes to mind is about 500 years ago or so, hmm. when you're talking about biblical literacy, uh, right at the start of the Protestant Reformation, where you have parents that are just kind of, I don't want to say clueless, but they don't know what Scripture has. And a big part of that is because they don't know how to read. So that's not exactly fair. But, um, you know, a lot of parents don't know how to read now or they haven't read. Um, I think, though, as far as biblical literacy goes, there's a lot of parents that don't know what the Bible says or how to teach it. Where um, maybe your church has done something where you've just done like a refresher course on confirmation Mm-hmm. And you've got parents, we've had parents, and it's been a while since we've done it, but we've had parents come up and say, like, you know, that was just really interesting. Like, I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's been a while since confirmation. Mm-hmm. And I know that we, I know that there are pastors when kids are being baptized or after the birth of one of their child, the, the church gives the parents a catechism and says, here's a great resource for you to be able to to even walk through with your kids about a question that you're going to discuss uh, today. Mm-hmm. And I think that is uh, one of the strengths of maybe the New City Catechism. And I know that theologically there's some differences that we don't necessarily line up when it comes to the sacraments uh, as Lutherans because it's a Presbyterian catechism. But they have it formatted so that it's 52 questions for the whole book. And that's meant to be one question a year. So, a week. Um, I know this is kind of a or one question a week. <laughs> yeah, I saw your correction here through video, but um, yeah, I, I think as far as where our parents are at, I can be really critical, and I hope I'm not coming across as overly critical in assessing where, broadly speaking, our parents are at. But I do think that there is an attitude right now of a lot of our parents. Um, Tiger McLuhan has this this line right, about uh, Tiger's totally unofficial theory of thirds, where you have one part of your church, not exactly 33.33%, but you have one section of parents that just get it, they're firing on all cylinders, they want their kids to get it as well, and they're just rocking it when it comes to student discipleship at home. Mm -hmm. 
you've got another third that is totally disengaged, that they could not give a, a fig newton about what you're talking about. They're just doing this because that was what was done to them, and we're just doing this to make you know, their grandparents happy so that they get off my case about this, and that we're actually trying to, I don't know, they don't really have a reason for why they're doing it beyond this is what I had to do, so you're going to do it. But then you have this middle group, right, between the two, where I think a lot of our parents are at, where they understand the importance, but they are not exactly sure how to proceed or how to carry it through. So mm -hmm. that is my mindset coming into equipping and preparing parents, is to not assume that they have biblical literacy, but to just say, here are resources for you as, as well to walk through this with your kids so that together you're growing as a family unit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the responsibility, I think even speaking as a parent, and Jordan, maybe you can echo this as well, or maybe you've got this whole parenting thing figured out. And uh, <laughs> he's nodding his head, yes, <laughs> you fool. We'll uh, see well, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the this almost attitude of, um, you know, I really want my kids to to understand this, and as a parent, I really want to be uh, a good leader, mm -hmm. and I, I I need to have my things everything figured out. Well, that's not exactly true, right? Like we talked about, there's things that you just don't know, and you got to figure out with your kids, and that's okay. So, I think the, the healthiest way that you can approach equipping parents is to allow them to be a student with their kids. Um, but then, you know, doing that in a way where you're not exactly talking down to them, but that you're t talking to them as a peer that you say, I, I want you to be excellent in the work that God has given you. Mm -hmm. Here are some things that can help you. And we're going to talk about this, this episode, but Jordan, um, I was going to throw that question back to you, but uh, I think it will be nice and continue on our, our outline because otherwise we're going to only cover two points of this and not get any further like we did a few episodes ago. Yeah. Well, I but think how, that how do you how do you assess where your parents are at? I think we'll conversation is a, a big part of that. Um, I was mm. surprised this year was the first year for confirmation. I did um, kind of parent teacher meetings with families and. Uh, there's, I've got a, a range uh, of families. Some are just like they're going through the confirmation material at home all together, like as a part of their meal plan, you know, or not meal plan, supper time or whatever. Um, they're really involved. And I, I, on the other side, I had a parent who told me, uh, they just said, I can't talk to my kids about anything spiritual. I just can't. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know anything. And I can't talk mm. to them about sex. And I just can't do it. I'm kind of like, oof. Um, so I know there's a huge range. Uh, and I think just without having those conversations, it was it was kind of a formal setting. But you can do this elsewhere. You could just like set up a meeting, a visit with some parents. Just take them for, I mean, how often do we offer to take parents out for ice cream, right? Or maybe a, I don't know. You want ice cream. Boost shake. <laughs> but anyways, uh, take them out and just have a visit and just say, like, hey, tell me like what, what does following Jesus look like in your home? Like, how, how yeah. do you guys do that? And you'll hear, you know, whether it's going to be, uh, this is what we do, or like, man, I have no idea. Uh, it's not really a part of our home. Like, we, that's what yeah. the church is for. So that's going to be able to reveal a lot of where you are. And based off of that baseline, you start kind of um, going forward. Now, recognizing mm -hmm. that you're going to likely have both ends of the spectrum, we want to focus probably on the uh, 
the people that need the most help. This isn't so much where you're going to bore the people who kind of are nailing it because if they're nailing it, then they're doing it, right? They don't need as much of your attention. So how do you help the people who are just struggling with, how do I do this? Like, I can't talk about um, faith at home. Um, so part of it is like, what opportunities and resources can we start to feed them and, and encourage them with and walk with them through? I've learned uh, specifically talking about resources, that resources can be helpful, but if you keep on throwing resources at them, it can quickly be overwhelming, especially right. of the nature of what resources you do. So that's some one caution that I would say. Don't just like no. give them a Bible and say, <laughs> read this. You know, um, <laughs> Again, nobody reads. <laughs> right. Reading Listen is not this. super popular. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at not just like overwhelming them. I think that's that, I mean, that's just right on the money. What are a few excellent resources instead of a lot of good ones with some excellent ones scattered in? Yeah, and I think as far as resources, it may not be typically the resources you tend to think of. Maybe your resource for a parent like that is getting them connected with a parent who's further along and allowing them to have oh, conversations, yeah. you know? Yeah, if, yeah. Especially if you have, like we've been talking about, this, this mentality of discipleship and equipping and sending. If you got older people in the congregation to recognize like this is your role you know we've got younger parents they've missed discipleship they haven't had people invest in them show them how to do this mm-hmm. kind of become like an adoptive grandma to them or something and how can wow. you point with them and and maybe that's going to look like creating a small group atmosphere where it's really low pressure you can maybe even call it like not call it book club but kind of a similar where it's a discussion based but mm-hmm. having a couple of people who are more seasoned and a couple of people who are like newer and, and don't really know what's going, how to do this and just maybe have a, a theme for like um, how to handle conversations about uh, hard Bible questions could be like one setting mm-hmm. or how to deal with miracles or, you know, whatever the case may be, just having these conversations where these people who've been through it, maybe they've their kids are gone. They say, this is what we did. And now all of a sudden, it's not just a, you're left to do this on your own, but you've got ideas to work with and things that you can right. start to have. Or, and with that small group setting, it could be opportunities to share. Like, man, I just feel like I'm failing right now. And people encouraging, like, you know what? Yeah, that didn't go so hot, you know, but you realize you haven't talked with your kid about Jesus ever before. And now you have, and like you're starting this process and you're growing mm-hmm. and, you know, that can be a, a real beneficial um, resource to hand out to them as well or provide for them. Yeah. I've, I, and our church has done this, at least our ministry. Um, we started doing what I've been calling culture workshops, where we look at different cultural topics and there's a lot of good resources out there that are available. I would look at um, a lot of stuff from Christianity Today has been written on a lot of cultural topics. Mm-hmm. Um, Pew Research Center has come out with a lot of good research as well uh, and findings from surveys about different things that is going on in the church and conversations and different topics like that. Um, there's, I mean, there's if you know where to look, there's no shortage of it. But we just did one even uh, as, as we're recording this now in February. We just had a culture workshop on the topic of cohabitation. And talking to parents about that, just to say, is this what you're seeing? Like, is this what, like, what is your perspective? You know, to have them say everything from, what is your hope for your student? 
for your kids when they graduate? Like, what is the end goal? Like, well, I really hope that my kids are just outstanding members in the, their community. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want them to be good people, good, decent people. It's like, okay, that, that's great. You know, and then church ministry-wise, as a youth leader, what is your hope for the students? Like, I want them to be great, outstanding citizens as well. But there's more to it, right? I want them to have this view of their faith and to have this perspective of here's what I believe and here's how it impacts every day of my life, where church isn't just something else that you do, uh, that it's actually an integral part of. So now you have two groups, right, with two somewhat different end goals in mind. So the idea here is that as the youth leader, how do you try and encourage parents to come to meet you more on your side of the halfway mark, right? Where, yeah, you know what? We're here to make outstanding citizens as well. We're here to help you, but there's more that we want to help you with than just being a good citizen, right? So, um, yeah, just there's, there's so much that you can glean from talking with parents. You touched on something too, Jordan, that I, I really like, like as a parent, I need people around me that are in the same boat that I am because you have everything figured out as much as you've admitted you've admitted admitted as much in this episode you have everything figured out i i don't right i need help i need people that are in the same boat as me i need people that are slightly ahead of me that are kind of blazing the trail of like here's what you can expect and then i need people that are also empty nesters who are looking back on the days that i'm at mm-hmm. with fondness like oh those are those are great days like are they are they because they sure don't seem like it half the time (laughs) if they're so great can you please cue me into something that i might be missing but yeah (laughs) let the listener understand that when i affirmed that i have everything figured out i was speaking in hyperbole Mm -hmm. very over exaggeration (laughs) but no i think and and what we're kind of talking about here too is really a shift of sometimes in ministry, we can look at parents and we could say, you're part of the problem. And that doesn't do us any good. I mean, we recognize there's challenges, there's struggles, there's, there's work that needs to be done. Right. But just like there's work that needs to be done with us and and our ministries as well. So this is really kind of invitation to see parents as partners instead of as projects or obstacles. Um, (laughs) Projects. Well, I mean, you can, you can, see what i'm saying too like no what, i get what, what you're i get what you're saying yeah because you can say the like the one who's like i just don't know anything you can all say it's like all right i will just pour into you and it's like ah um but they're not a project they're people and we want to i think it, it kind of comes back to story communicating again what is the story that we see in scripture and, and asking which story do you want your kid or do you want your family to live for is it is it about the um the great retirement, where does that lead? What kind of, what's the long-term goal? What's the eternal impact of that? Or is there a bigger story that we're invited to? Um, and I think that's, that's a huge opportunity for parents as well. And part of it too is coming alongside of parents and, and inviting them into the process of, of something that should come more naturally to them of cheerleading for their kids. Right. I mean, like, like I said, we got that one student who's who's doing the sound system here. Um, that's something that a parent can get on board and say, you know what, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Like, mm-hmm. you're serving, you're doing something that matters, and that's going to mean a whole lot, right? Um, and, and to be able to, and then our job then becomes communicating with parents, like, this is 
this is how, what God's doing in the life of your child here at church. You might not see it at home, but I've seen this growth. I've seen this change. And mm-hmm. just being able to celebrate together. Um, and that's probably one of the biggest ways of inviting that in, into that process of encouraging yeah. their kids. Yeah, give, giving them times and examples that they can celebrate along with you. I think that's tremendous. There is, I think, a definite element here, too, where you can help. I think of what you said, right? There's that parent that just doesn't know how to have that conversation with those kids. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all sorts of opportunity, I think, for you as a leader to provide an opportunity for your students to be able to talk and discuss mm-hmm. with parents, to have that small, the, the student leadership team, maybe in your church that we've talked about before, where you have the student leadership team talking about their concerns for what they want to accomplish and have parents kind of just be not so much engaging and even participating in that, but just even to be a fly on the wall mm-hmm. and to listen to what the concerns are from their kids, right? Yeah. To, to be an instigator of that conversation where you ask your students things like, what's something you wish your parents knew like, about what you're going on that's going on in your life right now? Is this something that you see, right? When we had a, a culture conversation about uh, sex, it's like, how many, you know, asking the students, just like, how many of you have friends in school right now that are having sex? Every hand went up. They they knew, but actually seeing like, oh, my kids are actually in this state right now. Mm-hmm. We can't postpone this conversation or talking about this any longer. Like, we actually have to be more proactive than we have been. So... I think there is something to, uh, we've talked about resources, Jordan, and I'm going to bring up uh, a resource that we've been talking about in passing this month, and it is the Fly Beyond Camp coming up this summer, uh, July 2022, in case you're listening to back episodes, maybe this has already happened, but uh, we are excited to be able to promote this as a great opportunity and resource for you to kind of pour into the lives of your students, and not just students, but parents too, Jordan, you were telling me that a fair number of parents come to this as well with their kids. Yeah, this is a this is an awesome opportunity for some parents. Like you know, youth leaders love help, um, and so maybe you've got a, a good group coming from your church. Uh, and a youth leader recruiting parents to this can be an amazing blessing too, because uh, when they are able to participate, they see their kid um, in this context being stretched, being challenged, maybe stepping out. Uh, like maybe they see their kid up on the worship team and they had no idea that they had any desire to be musically involved or or maybe they hear about how their kid has just been uh, a leader in their small group at yeah. at this event and they're just like wow I didn't know they had that capacity um, that can be such a blessing and it also gives you a shared experience to draw on and to pour into uh, one another's lives with so that's a, a really great opportunity um, for parents for youth leaders and uh, we'd love you to check that out if you have the time. And speaking of when, time... When is that, Jordan? When is that? When is that? When is Fly Beyond? Fly Beyond is going to be in July of this year. Um, I should have the dates right in front of me, but... Yeah, I, I have them. I've got you. 17th? It's the 17th through there the 21st. There we are. Yes. So it's a, a wonderful week to to enjoy together. So invite you to consider that and you can find out more information on that by going to aflc.org slash youth min 
Extreme. No, just slash youth. Just slash youth. Yes, get the reference right, Jordan. Oh, I may have AFLC. my family figured out, but I don't have anything else. <laughs> AFLC.org slash youth. And feel free even to download the Youth Ministry app from our AFLC. You can find that on iTunes or uh, Android if you're that kind of person. But uh, it's available on both platforms. <laughs> yeah. Apple Everybody story. just get an iPhone already. All right. Well, with that... Wonderful conversation. We hope this month has been yeah. encouraging and uh, just, I don't know, I've been grown in my passion just talking about it. So I think mm. this could be a really powerful thing and I'd love to see what God does with it. So uh, yeah, now it's it's kind of up to you. So hopefully this has been something that has been a good research to encourage and equip you as you work with students and God bless you as you faithfully serve him in whatever context you're in. So with that, go and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.